And to be absent from the body is what? To be present with the Lord. When your spirit is released from this physical body, your body dies. It literally falls to the ground. There's no more life in it. And the you that is alive goes to be with God in His presence. Listen, this is as real as it gets. If, if death is separation, what's life? Joining together. It's communion together. It's connection together. Why must you be born again? Because you're spiritually separated from God. He wants to bring you back to Him. There needs to be a joining that takes place in your life. He that has the Son, what? Has been reconnected to God. The life of God. The, the, the Spirit of the living God is living on the inside of you. You're no longer dead. You're alive. Even though you've been biologically alive for your whole life, now you're alive. Your spirit is alive. How many of you know you have a body? You have a mind that you think with. But what's the real you according to the Scripture? Yeah, your soul, your spirit. You're not just a thinking animal. You could become a living being, alive by the Spirit of the living God. What was once dead has been born again, and there's new life in Christ. Not new rules, not new, you know, church, you know, membership to fulfill. He that has the Son has life. You know, we might ask ourselves, do we really have the Son? Not doctrines, not beliefs, not, not just rituals and things we do. Do you have the Son? He that has the Son has life. Can you think of another kind of life? There's spiritual life. There's physical life. Come on, help me. Tracy, you can't. You're cheating. You've been to Bible school with me and all that kind of stuff. Who else? Who can get this? How about eternal life? Ooh. Do you realize in the realm of the Spirit there is no such thing as time? You will one day step into eternity. You already live in eternity. You just happen to be here on earth right now. When you step into this transformation, if you will, you're going to go literally from death to life. You're going to go from being separated from the actual presence of God where you're going to live forever in God's presence. A total restoration of what Adam and Eve lost in the garden. Eternal life. We, we think of it just as, as time because we're throwing that word eternal into it. It's much more than that. Does anybody know any other kind of life? we got physical life, biological life. We've got spiritual life. That is, God's Spirit coming and making you alive spiritually, that which was dead spiritually has been made alive by the washing of regeneration. I love that word, regenerate. You know what the Spirit of God wants to do to every one of us? Regenerate us. 
recreate you, you that were dead. You needed not just a jumper cable to somehow revitalize. You needed a regeneration, man. You've gone from death to life. There's eternal life. Can I, can I really lay one on you? There's a wilder word yet. And it's really hard even to define because it's so outside of our experience. Let me ask you real quick. Who here knows how an air conditioner works? Many times I'm going to act very holy. I'm going to be up here. I'm going to hold my hands up. I'm going to come over here and stand in front of the air conditioner. Why? Because I'm getting some cold air blown on me. How does this thing work? Does it create cold air? They discovered this thousands of years ago. What happens to the temperature of air when it rains? It gets colder. Why? The water absorbs heat in the air as it falls. What this air conditioner is doing right now, it's somehow, I'm not going to try to get into all that, it's, it's taking the heat out of the air, it's blowing into the room. Now listen, I give you this illustration because I want you to understand it. The word zoe, life, if you will, life of God is just this. It's life with an absence of death. It's God sucking everything normal out of it. It's life with an absence of sickness and disease. It's life with an absence of want and fear and lack and doubt. It's the life of God. He that has the Son has a new kind of life. A life without want. And, and, and again, I just, I, it, it grieves me because I get around so many Christians and things are so tough. And I know it's tough. But you know, when Watchman Nee is in jail in China and, and, and the glory of God is filling the cell, how many of you know he tapped into something a little bit different? It's not based on his circumstance. It's not based on his situation. It's not based on his paycheck or any other kind of check. It's based on God Almighty in his life. It's, it's life with an absence of sin. Life with an absence of death. Life so pure, so holy, so glorious. Listen to this. They had to come up with a new word for it. A word that doesn't even exist in any other context in the Greek language. It's like agape. How many of you have heard the word agape? What is agape love? What does it mean? It's the love of God. It's love based on God's ability to love. It's not even based on your ability to be lovely. It's based on His ability because He can love wholeheartedly with all of His being, with all that He is. He simply loves you. It's not based on you at all. It has nothing to do with your performance, how good you've been, how bad you've been. What you are now, he, it's amazing. The agape love of God. He can see what He's going to make you into in the next 30 years and to be completely committed to your welfare. And, and, and life, is, is, it's, it's just as wild. Zoe. You know, we named a dog Zoe once. Yeah, the life of God. It just came to me. I looked at this dog, Zoe. Life. You know, who, who knows 
what the temperature is when there's a complete absence of heat. Any science people in here? Minus 273 degrees Fahrenheit begins what scale? Kelvin? Never mind. I'm in the wrong room today. The Kelvin scale begins at minus 273 degrees. What is that temperature? It is the temperature where there is zero heat in the air. He that has the sun has life where there's zero interference from the enemy in your life. That there's no doubt because you know God is faithful. And anytime you pray, it's God in you. And He will come through for you every time. It's life where there's, there's, there's nothing. It's, listen to this, it's crazy. Pure life. Life with an absence of anything else. There's not a sick cell in God's body. Although I can't really use that term, but I did it anyway. That there's, there's no, do you understand right now? There's no fear in his heart at all. He's a stranger to even the way we think. The Bible tells us he cannot even be tempted by sin. Do you know what God wants to do to you? Take you from dead to alive, giving you eternal life, but taking you even farther to a place of life with an absence of anything normal. Where you guys are the maniacs that can actually speak to a mountain. What kind of person can talk to a mountain and have the mountain obey them? Listen, the ones filled with the life of God. What kind of person, does God actually say, I mean, ridiculous words, whatsoever things you pray, when you ask, believe that you receive them, you will have them. What are we going to do with that? We're going to put it on our refrigerator and never live it. Uh Uh-uh. We are those that have partaken of the life of God. Are you with me so far? That's my introduction. Now let's look at James chapter 4. Is it too bold of me to say to you, The greatest, I better be careful, one of the greatest problems Christians have is we love to put things into the past and in the future and somehow think we're living in faith. We believe Jesus died 2,000 years ago. Well, you get the golf clap. Anybody living literally even in the Western world or the Eastern world knows Jesus died 2,000 years ago. How many of you believe Jesus is alive today? That is Christianity. You know, many of us will sort of comfort ourselves and say, well, one day out there in the future, God is going to make all these things right. We have all these promises in the Bible. 
Well, I want to be a little bold today. Can I say to you what, what I did earlier? You know, Daniel has an excellent spirit. How many of you are going to be content to live without an excellent spirit when God wants to give every one of us an excellent spirit? I ask you today, does God still heal? How many of us are then going to take responsibility and seek God until He heals us? How many of you believe God wants to bless you? Meet every need you have. Will you do what it takes to put yourself in that stream of divine blessing? How many of you know there is, I mean, Jeff preached his heart out last week. There's a purpose of God for your generation. Are you going to get in on it? Is it going to be something we just potentially know? Oh, yes, we know, you know, Fabian's going over to Iraq. You know, we're going to live our lives through Fabian and David. I don't think so. Every single one of us has a destiny to fulfill. Every single one of us has a part to play in this. This isn't about the past. It's not about the future. It's right now. He that has the Son has life. I'm going to preach myself happy if nothing else happens. Listen to this. Verse 13 of James 4. Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow we will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make profit. Yet you don't know what tomorrow will bring. And here's, here's my question to you. What is your life? What is your life? And, and he even answers it. You are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. It's okay. You are like the smoke coming off the end of a cigarette. It's there for a moment. And this fast, it's gone. Our lives here on earth, 70 years, 80 years. I know about you, the older I get, the bigger the number is. I'm now believing for 90. Glory to God. How about a healthy 90? You know, when I look at Caleb at 80-something years old, where his strength is still with him, and his eye has not grown dim, that's for me. Should be for every one of you. There's a lie going on right now in my beard. It's turned a little gray. I've been rebuking it, commanding it to get off of me. I don't know about God's promises for black beards, but I'm going to find one. In Jesus' name, stand on that bad boy. Hey, guys, this is as real as it gets. Do you understand there is the life of God? And if you're not careful, there's your life. And the differences are like continents apart. They're like millennia apart. If we were honest, most of us have our life. It's all of our concerns. You know, I've asked today, what is your life? You know, for some of us, it's playing video games and goofing off as much as we can. That is our life. For somebody else, it's an investment in the kingdom of God. For someone else, it's their work. For someone else, it's just their family and their family relationship. And family comes first. Are you kidding me? 
When you're right with God, everything falls into place. Whatever you exalt, that becomes your life. That becomes the most important thing in your life. Can I say to you that God should be our life? Zoe. I mean, again, I, I, you know, how do you translate that? There's no way. Life. The, the, you want to say the God kind of life? Kenneth Hagin years ago had a book out called Zoe, the God kind of life. I heard Copeland one time years and years ago, this is probably, I don't know, 30 years ago, preaching about the God kind of life, life with an absence of death. How many of you know that Jesus is so alive, even physical death couldn't hold him down? I mean, I want you to know something, no matter what you face in this world, that there's a life that's supernatural. And again, I just, I want to say this to you. He that has the Son has life. Supernatural presence of God living on the inside of you. How many of you know you're never alone? You don't ever have to be lonely because God is with you. God's people, the real believers, you know, you're going to get burned by the church. Somebody say amen. It happens every week in our church. Somebody gets burned by our church every week. I don't know who it is this week, but I could surely parade someone up here and tell you how bad we are. Because what they wanted, what they expected, what they are looking for, didn't happen for them in the church. Can I say to you, he that has the Son has life. Not he that has abundant life, church membership. There's a supernatural communion, a living together with God. Many of us have no real true purpose, no real sense of destiny, no real sense of calling. It's because it's our life. We're trying to get God to bless our life. God bless me, help me do this for me. Church, he that has the Son has life. I was here on Wednesday night after working like a maniac all day long. Probably nine or ten hours we jump in our trucks and fly over here to worship God. Not to come to church. I didn't come to church. I came to worship God. And in the midst of going after God, guess what happened? He touched me. Isn't that amazing? The life of God is just that way. I, I really believe with all my heart that what you want the most, you're going to attract. It could be God. Let me just give you a couple of Old Testament references that... that, that I don't know, just stirred up in my heart. Go to Deuteronomy 8 real quick. Deuteronomy chapter 8. Look at this statement in verse 3. Deuteronomy 8, 3. The Bible says, He humbled you and let you hunger and fed you with manna which you didn't know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you know that man does not live by bread alone, but man lives 
by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. This is a precursor. This is, there's no understanding in Moses' revelation here of Zoe life, of eternal life. He's just talking about living period on this earth. Where do we live? Where do we really find purpose and meaning and direction? The Word of God. You know that God, I, can I say this to you real quick? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close here. God wants you to rely on Him so much that you find your life in Him. He will put you in a position sooner or later in your life where He's the only one you can trust, the only one you can rely upon. You will have brothers and sisters that can agree with you, that will stand with you, that are not going to let you fall by the wayside. But ultimately, your eyes, your heart, your focus is going to have to be on Almighty God. And here He does it with an entire nation. Let me ask you, can God take care of an entire nation at one time? Could He take care of you? Right now there's about six and a half billion people in the world. Can I tell you something about God? God is so awesome that He can give individualized attention to 6.5 billion people at the same time. Undivided attention. Where you and God live together here on this earth and you're alive on the inside. Father, we just ask in the name of Jesus for a divine impartation of revelation today, God. Lord, I'm asking you to make your word come alive. Fill us with life. Fill us with joy. The life of your spirit. Fill us with love and peace. Oh God, in Jesus' name, give us a life that's supernatural, God. Father, we pray. Take us beyond religion, God. Take us beyond anything else. We want life with an absence of death an absence of sin, an absence of sickness and disease, an absence of worry and doubt and fear. Oh God, come and, come and stir us up, Father. God, we want to love You more perfectly. We want to worship You more completely, God, with all that we are, with our whole being, God. We want to enjoy Your presence and enjoy life. God, forgive us of all the worry, the fear, all the murmuring and the words and the backbiting. And God, make us another kind of person. We want to have an excellent spirit, Father God. God, raise us up to think differently, to see differently, God. Lord, you said unless we're born again, we can't even see the kingdom of God. I ask God for improved vision for every one of my brothers and sisters here today. God, let us see you exalted. 
Let us see, Father God, the enemy defeated. Let us see every need met. Let us see every disease healed. Let us see, Father God, every worry and doubt just dissolve in your presence. God, give us a faith and an expectation that makes us supernatural, God. Oh, Father, we just pray today you would come and really touch us. Breathe upon us, God. Lord, forgive us of all of our self-imposed limitations. Listen, I just want to say this to you, church. Look up here for just a minute. There is nothing limiting you at all except your own thinking and your own heart. Your sins have been washed by the blood of the Lamb. Your past is under the blood. It is erased. If God calls Lot, righteous Lot, in Second Peter, a man that committed incest with his own daughters and literally turned on God's plan for his generation, and the blood of Christ has washed you Who are you today? Just some sinner trying to hang on? Are you a man or woman of the living God? Members of God's household. His sons and daughters washed and cleansed, given a new nature, a new calling, and a new future. You are supernatural people. I don't care what you've done. You don't know what He's done to wash you from all of your sins. You are supernatural. You are not just trying to get by in this world. You are alive. You are filled with the living God. You are the victor in this world. You will overcome because God is with the overcomers. And the overcomers are with God. God is with you. You're never alone. Stop limiting what God can do in your life. It's a scary thing. I read the Bible. I can find two things that God can't do. He can't lie. I'm quoting Titus chapter 1 and verse 2. God, who cannot lie, has promised. What I'm saying to you today is based on a God that cannot lie. You know, I'll tell you this. I've learned this over the years. I cannot back up the Word of God. I'm a pastor of a church. I can report the Word of God. I cannot back it up. Only God can back up His Word. So I can boldly look at anybody in this room and say, man, it's going to be an awesome week because God is with you. And God is the one that's going to hear your prayers. And God is the one that's moving in your life. And there is life with an absence of death, an absence of sin, an absence of fear and doubt and worry. An absence of everything normal to us. Because you're supernatural. Wow. So don't tell me what you can't do. And how it isn't going to work for you. Some of us, you know, go through some little tribulation. Maybe we burn the bacon in the morning and we think we've entered into the great tribulation period. A relationship with some knucklehead you had no business being with in the first place doesn't work out. And we think, God has abandoned us. 
Our government check gets cut in half. And, oh, the end times are on us. God is your source. Don't get me started. We got to get out of here. There's life, guys. The life of God, the life of Christ. Man, you can speak to waves. You can, you can cross streams and rivers and lakes. You can speak to mountains. You can speak to fevers and sickness and disease. You are so much more than you ever realize. Limiting yourself with your own thinking. Stop it in Jesus' name. You have an excellent spirit living on the inside of you. It's amazing. Don't grieve the spirit. There's one other thing. I said two things that I've discovered so far God cannot do. One of them is God cannot lie. What do you think the other one is? This is heavy. Keep you back from limiting yourself. The Jews, according to Psalm 78, limited the Holy One of Israel. All God wanted to do in showing His glory to the whole world, they wouldn't let Him do it by their lifestyle. You and I determine, are we going to take the limits off of God where anything is possible for us? Anything is possible. Wait a minute, who am I quoting now? All things are possible to Him, to her who believes. How much is any? Does anybody know the largest word in the English language? All. And for you Greek scholars, pan. Who? And I don't mean bread, you Puerto Ricans ready to run out and have lunch. You ready to have the pond? You just relax a minute. All in Greek, pan, not pond, pan. All of it, all sin, erased. All power is given to me, Jesus said, in heaven and earth. How much power is that, guys? Think he might work things out for you? I believe so. Let's all stand together. If you're here today and you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, I know I'm sounding like I'm speaking a foreign language to you because you couldn't possibly have the expectation and belief. Can I say this to you? Today, you can start a brand new life with God. You can have the Son and you can have life. If you're here today and you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, I'm going to stay up here after church, and I want to encourage you to come. Let's pray together. Let's call out on Jesus. Make Him your Lord and Savior. Get started in this journey called life. Father, we love You, Lord, and we thank You so much that we could just come today and spend a few minutes, God, in Your presence. Lord, open our eyes and open our hearts. God, we thank you for biological life. We thank you for spiritual life. We thank you for eternal life. God, we thank you for Zoe. God, whatever that really means, Zoe life, the life of God, the Spirit of God on the inside of us. Lord, make us those supernatural men and women that really live 
And don't just exist here in this world. Give us dreams and visions. Fill us with faith and hope, God. Oh, Father, I pray that you make your word come alive to every person here. We love you, Jesus. Be the center of our lives. In your name we pray. Amen. And amen. Well, God bless you. Great to have you come and join us today. Remember, we're going to have a, a, a work day afterwards for probably an hour or two and just try to get the place prepared for what we're going to be doing this week. If any of you can stay and join us, I want to say thank you for that. God bless you. And if you need prayer today to receive Christ, come on. God bless